Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Captain Smiley, with me today, Van and Shy. And uh, we are here to talk to you about life after death. Wait, no, that was last time. This time it's about life that never experiences death. Immortality. The idea that one could live forever. Um, but before we get into immortality, we are going to have a question of the day, because that's what we do here on the Focus Target Podcast. Oh, oh sorry, guys. I didn't, I didn't give you guys an opportunity to say how you're doing. I usually give you a, give you a chance to say, say your piece. What's going on, fellas? What's up, buddy? Feeling good today? All right. That was good. Good use of that time. All right. Um, so before we get to our main discussion, we're getting uh, into a question of the day. Our question of the day is a little bit random, and it's just kind of uh, something we've had in our in our possible questions of the day for a while. Uh, so we thought we'd get to it today. What uh, what location in the gaming universe would you like to visit for a vacation? That's my question for you. I'm going to start with uh, Van, because I feel like Van goes on a lot of freaking vacations. So, you know, bar's probably pretty high going to Hawaii and places like that. But where in the gaming universe is going to set the bar for you? <laughs> so this one was actually pretty easy to answer. Two oh. of my favorite places, you mentioned one of them, Hawaii. Hmm. The other one was actually Vegas. And I just have a great time in Vegas. It just feels like you could be a kid again as an adult and you're kind of carefree and throw all the worries and woes to the wayside. And as such, the first place that came to mind was the Golden Saucer in the Coral Desert, hmm. Final oh, Fantasy. Yeah. But hopefully monsterless, so I don't die. These damn sandworms are dangerous. Well, I think you could always, I mean, I don't think there were a lot of monsters. Well, I mean, that was only in the prison that had the worms, right? Like, if you make trouble at Gold Saucer and mm. you get sent down to Corral Prison, then maybe you've got some trouble. But yeah. I think you could get there by the by the railway or the ran, the tramway. Without well, but it just seems like a lot of fun. You have, you have um, I think I may have talked on the podcast how I went like to a horse racing event for the first time ever in my life. And it was like way more fun than I ever thought it would be. Now, just imagine chocobo racing. Oh my gosh. It would be, oh, okay. Well, I did. It was way more fun than I ever thought it would be. Anyway, imagine how chocobo racing would be and gambling and all the other fun stuff that I like to do. So it all made sense. I mean, that roller coaster where you like shot mm -hmm. ghosts and stuff that, I mean, that seemed like that was a pretty cool. baller. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. What about you, Shy? Where would you go on vacation? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I think um, the problem is so many games are based around like conflict and uh mm -hmm. like fighting that like yeah i think it's hard to picture like goings to like like i think of like some of my favorite gaming like my favorite gaming franchises like halo like i wouldn't want to go to a halo for a vacation and have the covenant like swarming me or whatever i wouldn't want to like well let's say know. you could go in either in times of peace or uh you know equipped to handle yeah threats you know i mean that's kind of how i'm gonna take take the question for my take portion of it so yeah, like assume, assuming you can go to these places, uh, you know, either safely on your own, or maybe maybe you could go on a vacation with like a. I mean, you could say something like the African savanna could be dangerous, but people still go on safari and they find ways to make it safe, even though there are dangers out there. Um, so maybe you could have something like that where you have like bodyguards or you know safe areas where you could go to some places that maybe aren't safe in the video games you've played. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you. Uh, if you want, I mean, do you, is yeah, that maybe, would that be I'll, like? Maybe I'll, you say, maybe I'll chew on a little. Okay. Bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll come back to you then, Shia. Uh, for me, I would actually pick. Mine's kind of a, more of a broader, just a game in general, and that's um, Kingdoms of Amalur. Like, mm. I one of the things I loved mm. about that game is I feel like the locations are just so vibrant, and just there's a lot of like one of my favorite things about playing that game is just going to a new area and just seeing what's there and like I, I just feel like there's so many cool forests and plateaus and and mountains and just all kinds of crazy stuff um and to shy's point you know a lot of dangers as well but um but like i just feel like when i think of like what games did i really feel kind of wowed by the geography that's the one that came to my mind right away um maybe a set like a an honorable mention to no man's sky i think some mm. of the some of the planets in that game were really pretty cool. Um, also, to Shai's point, a little bit dangerous. Uh, sometimes we have like like acid storms and stuff rolling through. Like <laughs> not so cool, but you know, some pretty cool, pretty cool sights to be seen there. All right, Shai, you got something for uh, us? Yeah, I've got something. Um, I would, Valheim. and I think, and I think this actually, I never, I never played Valheim. Um, 
I think the, the Minecraft oh, Minecraft's a good call. That would have been a good call. Um, but this is a game I think that Van will appreciate. And I think it's one that lends itself really well to vacation, especially in vault, like if you include the fauna, and that would be Horizon Zero Dawn. And I think like that is like mm, such a beautiful game. I and I think it'd be that. so cool to like see like the robotic dinosaurs. And I think the cool thing about that game is a lot of times when you're running around in the game a lot of times the the, the 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 enemies aren't even like super aggressive until you provoke them like they must have kind of their thing their areas kind of which probably makes it feel kind of artificial but like on a vacation standpoint like you could easily like just travel this world and really avoid conflict and just observe and like i don't know i think that'd be a really cool place to to go visit and... that would be amazing <clears throat> that's a good one i like that valheim call out that valheim was was cool too the forest of valheim that that's a game that probably deserves to be revisited maybe after a couple updates yeah, they're doing some um, updates, right? So, yeah. That was a good one. I remember um, how frustrating sailing was in that game, dude. <laughs> the wind changes and everything. Oh, my gosh. Took, uh, took a whole party. A whole party just to say you had one person sailing, one person, like, guiding and being, like, trying to fight the wind this way or the wind's turning. <laughs> one person to be on the lookout for the, that giant sea serpent. Yeah, like, sea serpent! Sea serpent! serpent. <laughs> one off the front, one off the back looking yeah, for the sea serpent. Oh, man, that was a good game. I like I like Fallheim. All right, well, you know, if you, our fair listeners, uh, you know, can think of a great place in a video game that you'd, that you'd like to visit, drop us a line, focustargetpodcast at gmail.com is our the best way to get a hold of us. Yeah, see how I changed it around because we're not really doing the full thing at the end now. Just That's just good. the Gmail account. Yeah. My, no need to tease you anymore. Right it's it's pretty easy, right? Like, yeah. just drop us a quick email. We'd love to hear from you. All right, let's talk about immortality. So last week we talked a little bit about reincarnation and and you know kind of what it'd be like to live again as a separate person. But like, what about kind of a similar a similar vein, right? But the idea of immortality is something that in myth and legend people have chased since the dawn of human history um death is the the final enemy who claims us all um you know and so people have always dreamed of you know what 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 if you could not have to die what if you could live forever um so i'm going to start with kind of the less obvious question you know it seems like a lot of people just assume why would i die if i didn't have to but let me ask you each would you, if you had an opportunity, if, you know, God came down to you today and was like, yo, you've been pretty cool on this, on this earth. I'm going to give you an opportunity. You could be immortal. You could live forever. Would you take that offer and why or why not? I'm going to start this time with shy. Can we, can we explore this question a little bit more or do I? Yeah, need to answer absolutely. As, no, as, no, as no. Let's... I think like we're short podcast. We're done. I think, yeah. I think <laughs> yes or no. It's, it's yes or no. And then we're out of here. That's how it I mean, they're saying like a playoffs tonight. I, I got things to do tonight. Yeah. Um, fine, let's go. Yeah. Um, so I think like when I was younger, it would have been for sure. Just like, yeah, of course. Why would I live forever? And I think even right now, like I could, I could very definitively say, I'm not ready to die right now. Like I don't feel ready to die. Like, I, I want to live and I have, I, you know, I have things I want to do or things I want to see or, you know, I don't like, but we kind of, we kind of touched on this. I think near the end, it was either near the end of the podcast last week, or maybe it was at post podcast. I remember like when we kind of started digging into some of this, which kind of led to us having this conversation, but like, you know, you do get a sense that as people get older, a lot of times they start getting to the state of mind where like they are ready to die. And I think there's been, a, there's been some like works of fiction, whether games I've played or movies I've watched throughout my life that have kind of, like illuminated some of that to me as well like kind of like how that how that plays out so like i think what i would i guess what i would count ask god i guess if you know in this, in this fictitious situation would be is this like a one-time choice like if 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 i say yes does that mean mm. that i could never go back and be like all right i'm ready to die now like is it like yes you just have to live forever mm. now and you can't like at some point be like i'm done i'm done yeah well, so so would that years. would that change would that change your answer then? If if you could choose it, to revoke your immortality at any time, yeah. you would say, "Yeah, I'd do it." I think, but if more, if it was yeah. a if it was a no, you're you're stuck this way. Once you make the choice, then you'd maybe think twice about. I don't it think well I would. Here. I don't think I'd want to live forever. Yeah, forever, forever, till the end forever. of all the stars burn out and you're the last thing left yeah. in the darkness. The one in the darkness. Hmm. I wonder why he wouldn't want that. Interesting. Yes. All right. What, what about you, man? Are you kind of <clears throat> the same, same line or do you yes, uh, I think, feel differently? 
no, I think Shy actually said it perfectly. But that's exactly how I would feel too. Like, um, I I wouldn't want to live indefinitely for Infinity, but certainly, um, yeah. Like, if you can choose a time of your passing, I think that would be like the best of both worlds, and you can have your cake and eat it too. But I don't know Fair if I'd want to be immortal now. And, and then, of course, we can explore it, right? Do you mean immortal at 24, 24 years old forever? Because, like, by the time you're 80, like, life is just not pleasant, Fun. I hear. You know, you're not walking around yeah. very much. You're I, not I, think, I think generally immortality in, entails, like, perfect like, health, perfect, right. you know. I'm like a million. Know, I, and, like, what happens to a human yeah. when they're a million? Like, that right. would... <laughs> yeah so then yes walking okay, shambling Spider-Man. mound like <laughs> i haven't pooped in 50 years <laughs> i can feel it coming though hopefully this decade yeah yeah no i don't think any i think you know for the purposes of this question i think obviously that those kind of drawbacks would would be a pretty a hard pass for most people so yeah, yeah you'd does, be, it'd be kind of like kind of like you know in mythology when you're turn into a vampire right or something it's like your body's kind of like preserved now the way it is you no longer age you no longer take physical damage you no longer you know i was wondering how to... we were going to fill an hour on this question and i got like so many tangents i want to take it there to we go see you like well, i don't know why you still wonder that like it's like you're supposed to learn from your previous here. experience two bullets and that's supposed to be an hour that's all we, that's all we need <laughs> Yeah, that's all really need. Yeah, you're right. Most of, our, uh, most of our things you're breaking like the fourth wall. You're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> would, would would those who I love and of my choosing be given the same option, mm, or is this exclusive see, to me? That, Ex- oh, man. That's usually the price you pay for immortality, mm. right? Is like you basically are accepting that if you live forever, then basically everybody you've ever known will precede you in death, yeah, and everybody like you ever will know. You're you gonna know. have four hundred kids. I mean, well, you're gonna be granted like, you care to procreate and yeah. And you know, that's an interesting question. You know, like generally again, and again, I'm sorry, I talk sometimes, I think vampires are probably the most common immortal creature that we encounter yeah. in, in common mythology. And, yeah. you know, I think generally, in I think in most cases, most immortal, other than maybe like like Greek gods who are very much about spreading the seed of Zeus and, and and others, but like you know, generally, I think in whether or not you can you're able to have children, I think is an interesting question with immortality, right? Like, yeah. are you like are you able to then like hang out with your lines of ancestors, like Man, you know, like through the gnarly. ages? It's like this is my great 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 grandson who you know now like I had uh, five hundred years ago I met his you know the, the original. Wow. You know what I mean? Like it's, it kind of adds a different bit of flavor to it, but I do think you generally assume that you're the only one who's immortal. And so you kind of have to, Oh, look, speaking of, of, of progeny. Yes. Later. I don't know what she asked. Like a like a phantom, she appeared out out of you. Yeah, you the, just the said yes. <laughs> you don't know what she said. And you just said yes. That seems her like. A, Did you see how cute she was? That seems like you might catch some hell for that one later. I think which, she said, "Can I go buy new shoes?" Which we've been promising her for a few days. Uh, okay. So yeah, we'll do that. So, when, um, so your wife finds her alone down at the pay less in, in in a couple hours. She's gonna be like, "Why are you here, Daddy?" Then I yeah. could. Nope. Here's the other one. Speaking of children, yes. <laughs> okay, come back in a few minutes. I'm busy. Can you close the door, please? Thank you. Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> well, Usually, wifey picks them right. up and takes them next door, but <laughs> this time she it's decided to come back home. Um. So yeah, okay. So then the same offer is not extended to you or your or to your family or friends of your choosing or anything like that. Right, because I think yeah, that would make it, that would make it a lot easier, right? Then it's not really that hard of a question for the most yeah. part. If you're yeah. if you're able to give it up whenever you want, and you're able to make yeah. anybody you care about <laughs> stick with you, it's like okay, like yeah, <laughs> you can you right. can have your cake and eat it too. What's the cost here? There's yeah, always got to be a the cost. downside, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I right, mean, well, those are the downsides that you talk about. This is like you know, does you know historically again talking about you know when you see this kind of thing in literature it makes it harder if you're immortal you tend to then you know the question is 
is it worth being immortal when then you kind of lose the things that make life worth living, right? Like you lose, yeah. like every attachment you make becomes harder because you know you're going to have to watch this person get old and die. You're not on an equal playing field with them. You can't have a relationship among of equals, either as a friendship or a romantic relationship, because you're not the same. You're not really even a, a human anymore. You're something different, something more. Um, and so, you know, there's also the idea that part of what, you know, everything is about, about the kind of the ephemeral nature of our life, right? Like the highs and the lows are what give each other meaning, right? The, the, right. the old saying that you wouldn't appreciate a sunny day if it never rained or was never cloudy, right? You don't appreciate the good times if there's no bad times. Like how yeah. much of life do we appreciate for what it is because it is fleeting, because we know we only have so much time? Like, would you just get bored with, especially after a couple thousand years potentially of, you know, doing everything there is to do? And it's like, what, you know, I, I Probably that was a question nobody can answer. Too to to, to mm, one of the reasons why I wouldn't want to be immortal forever is because like I the eagerness to get things done and to develop skills and all that stuff is because you know you're not immortal because you have a very limited time right so let's spend it as often as we can with our family friends doing things that we enjoy and all that stuff. Now if you knew that you were immortal and you didn't have your days numbered like I think. I think I would just procrastinate every single day and not do like anything. Cause I'm like, there's definitely a danger. I have, of no, apathy, not, I have no reason right? to do anything. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like I, I think in the beginning, it was kind of cool. Cause you're like, okay, well let me, let me take up a new career. Let me take up a new skill that would be extremely difficult that like, let me become a doctor now, even though I'm 40, not many, not 40 year olds go back. I'm not 40 yet. I'm 39. But not many 39-year-olds become doctors now. But I could become a doctor if I were immortal. I can re-become anything yeah. at that point. So that would be exciting, I think, in the beginning. And then after that, I think you'd be like, damn, it sucks. Did everything. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, go ahead, Shai. Well, just think about, like, seeing stuff, right? Like, like you know, we, we just talked about vacations. And, like, you know, so many people have, like, a bucket list, right? Like, I want to go to Mount Everest. But it's not – their bucket list isn't I want to see every single site on the planet Earth, right? Because it's yeah. – that's that's impossible for, you know, a few, you know, except maybe the elite, you know, the, the elite wealthy and stuff like that. But, like, imagine living for 500,000 years and, and you've, you've been everywhere on Earth. You've been down into the Great Barrier Reef and you've been, you know, to the tallest mountain and it's like – like then I think that's actually like, you know, you talk about like the fear of being procrastinating or getting lazy. I feel like that is that's if that's not the starting point, that's almost the ending point. Right. Like after you've yeah. done everything, after you, you know, it's like, why do I even get out of bed in the morning? Like, what is what is there to do? I've I've done everything. Like, what's I, the know. urgency? Yeah. <clears throat> I think for me, because I don't think I ever answered my the, the original question, we got a little bit tangential. Um for me i don't ha i don't think immortality offers that much of an appeal to me i agree it's maybe i don't know if you guys um this doesn't quite apply to you shy but maybe it did when you were younger and like lived still with your fa with like your parents at home but like van i don't know how you feel sometimes when you're you know you and i both have a family we have kids running around all the time like for me like sometimes when everybody's out of the house and it's just me and i'm kind of alone like when my wife kind of takes the dogs and kids and goes somewhere, it's kind of like, it's kind of fun to have the house to yourself. And it's like, Oh wow, I, I can do whatever I want. I got all this time. But then like, even with all the things I have to do after, you know, usually not too long, I, it's kind of like, man, it's kind of, it's kind of like the fun wears off pretty fast. Yeah. And you're kind of like, I, I kind of, you know, want my family to come back now. Kind of the home alone, uh, syndrome right where yeah. like you know he, he as soon as his family's gone he's you know he's partying and everything but then like he's like oh kind of kind of wish they'd come back now you know i think you kind of would run into that like you said like it'd be it'd be really fun to be immortal for the even for the first you know couple you know millennia perhaps i think you could find a lot to fill your time and i think you play a lot of you could do a lot of cool stuff that you that you and I none of us will ever be able to do because we don't have the time, as you said. Whether it's to master skills, to go places, or even just to like have an influence on human yeah. history. You know, what if you said, "Hey, you know what? Over the next thousand years, I want to like help shape this planet. I want to I want to turn all these crazy people into 
Like, I want to turn this place into a, a golden age. Like, I want to shape humanity to a certain di- direction and, like, see if you could do that. Like, you, you've you got the time and potentially the power to be like, what can I do? To You could do all kinds of crazy stuff, but eventually I think you would run into that that wall where it's like what's now but so to me i don't find that terribly appealing in fact as i think i mentioned last time i'm a little bit more interested in the opposite like i'm i'm curious what happens after death and like i think to be not to get to find that out is um is actually a lot to give up but on the other hand i do think that i i wonder like if you were given an opportunity like that like one of the things that i've always wanted was like to just know all the secrets of the universe, right? Like, what's the true nature of reality? What's the true nature of the universe? How how did things really happen? What is going to happen in the future? And I think if you were immortal, you might have the ability to get some of those answers, answers that probably, again, none of us will ever get. And so it's like, do you have, like, is that an opportunity that you could pass up? An opportunity to really find out something that, to do things that nobody has ever done, to know things nobody else has ever known. Um, it would be a hard choice for me if I, especially to your point, Shai, if, uh, if the offer was not so generous and it was, listen, if you take this, that's it. Like now you're, you're God and like, and it, it kind of, to take us on a different tangent, um, you know, what, what if there, like, I mean, isn't that basically the definition of God? Isn't that like some people's idea of God? Is like if you were an immortal person and you, you know, maybe you could find a way to create life, you know, to set into, you know, what if God's just a dude who's immortal and got bored and was like, let me see if I can get life to grow on this planet and just kind of see how it goes. Like, see what, see what, see what grows on this, you know, thing, like kind of like planting, like we plant a garden and see what grows, you know, like yeah. it, there's almost that idea that like, could God just be somebody who has an infinite amount of time and power and is just kind of like, seeing what happens kind of the divine watchmaker theory um but maybe that's going a different place follow-up question for shy um isn't isn't it told in the bible and correct me if i'm wrong that after the second coming of christ that he will resurrect everybody into new bodies and they'll live in heaven forever so, right? so isn't that a form of immortality? So yeah, it is. And as I was, yeah, I didn't want to clarify more, I guess, in my initial answer, I wanted to keep it simple. But like, yeah, I do believe that like there is a ver- like a form of eternal life or immortality, but like it's not in this current. So I don't know, like we don't need to turn this into a, a theology of like Judeo-Christian, like, you know, of the Bible oh, kind of do. podcast. But like, and, and even, even what you, how you described it, like that's very much like a traditional fundamental interpretation of what that means. Like this idea that like, you know, this world will pass Kingdom away, whatever. Is, and right. that there's this kind of like, you know, other plane we don't know of that there's right. like streets of gold. I mean, there's a much more modern theological movement where they, a inter- lot, lot of the interpretations of like, that is that God will come and actually restore the planet earth and that he will bring it mm. into a restored like form and, 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 and reign on earth and people will like, be, will be given new bodies, but live, live eternally on earth basically. So, so like, like bring going, back Eden, I guess. Yeah. But like, that what the Eden earth, was? basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like, that's, I mean, yeah, I think I just didn't want to like assume that we were talking about that. I just want to assume, I assumed we were talking about like being given immortality in the current you know, broken world that like we live in, yeah. that, we, that we see where there's yes. conflict, there's disease, there's, you know, suffering. Like we're not talking about some other thing where that's all been removed and you live forever. It's you live amid, you know, amongst that, which is kind of why I gave that stipulation mm. because I think mm-hmm. like that, even if, you know, like Smiley said, even if like part of that was, you know, you won't get sick, you won't get hurt, you can't die, all this stuff. Like there's an emotional toll that is taken as you live yeah. and, and, and living forever would just, you know, multiply or you know, make that exponential awesome. potentially. And like, I, it was interesting for me hearing you guys' thoughts on just family and stuff. Cause that's honestly one of the first, like a, that would be a big thing for me. Like if I was happily married with kids, I think, especially if you had, like had a, if you were happily married, I think like, you know, you would, a you know, you had a life partner and you guys were close and like, I mean, I think that would be very hard. Like, you know, I think that a lot of times okay. you see older couples who've been married, you know, 40, 50 years, when one passes away and they're both old, you almost sometimes like, you almost feels like the other one just kind of like gives up, gives you know, up like to a certain extent. And, it's almost, yeah, it's exactly. almost like they're yeah. ready to go now because they're, you know, their husband or wife have passed, passed along. 
and um and so i think that i can't imagine how hard that would be to like watch like your spouse and like honestly i think like i don't know like now i'm now i'm ranting i'll, I'll cut off here but like i think even harder than that would probably be like living long enough to like watch you know let's say you're 200 years old and like now your kids your grandkids are passing along and like i think that's once again like i just you know i think of movies and books and like i think you can get like some really powerful images from fiction and like you know i mean i don't know like was it um interstellar I think did that pretty well well, I think Interstellar did it well. I think, oddly enough, I'm thinking of actually the two towers, and like, doesn't the, doesn't um, mm, the King mm-hmm. of Rohan like bury one of his children or, or something? His own kid. Or like, yeah. And just like that idea that like, when you see men, especially you know men who have children who are soldiers or whatever, and have to like you know, <laughs> put their children to rest, and like just that seems to be such a a blow. I can't relate to it, but that's interesting because it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like the other side of that coin is, don't you have in a way, if you're given an option like that, do you not have a responsibility to your family to take something like that? It's like, yeah, it's hard on you. You're going to have to go through outliving them, but it also means that you're going to be there for them, that you're going to be there to take care of your, your family. Like, I mean, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow and then my son grows up without a father and my wife is a widow, right? If I take immortality, I know that I'm there to protect them. I'm there to help them as long as they live, as long as my kids live, they'll always have a dad who's there to, to look out for them and, and, mm. and be there for them. And like, that's something that I wish I could guarantee them today, but like, it, it's a dangerous world right now. I feel like, uh, especially in a lot of places in the world, you know, you take for granted that you're here and that you're, you're here to help your family. Like it almost is, it almost to me would feel like, like, if I have an opportunity to do that and to to the larger scale, even like maybe once my family's passed on, like if I can live forever, I have a unique, I'm uniquely positioned to try to make the world a better place. Like to your point, all the suffering on earth, all the things that are going wrong, like somebody who lives forever probably could exert some influence on that over time. And like, do you not have a responsibility to try to do right by, the planet and by your people. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying necessarily yes, but it's so, certainly something I feel like I would have to consider. Um, and, and I don't think it would be an easy choice either way, regardless of what the stipulations are. I think that kind of offer would be something that probably no matter what you picked, you would regret it to a certain degree is yeah. my feeling is that no matter how you went with it, you would kind of always be like, God damn it. I either should have or I shouldn't have, but whatever I picked was kind of like, yeah, yeah. You say no, and then that? a year later you find out you have cancer, and you're like, why right. didn't I just why didn't I just say you're... yes? Or like, you know, like exactly. You say yes, and then you know, and then a hundred, two hundred years later, you're like this sucks. Like I just yeah, I don't, you're I don't like no. alive anymore. Yeah, humanity. Um, World War Three happened, and I'm the only one left. <laughs> Guess I'll play with some <laughs> nuclear fallout around the world, and I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I can't die. Guess I'll try to go into space and see if I can find other planets. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it it's a it's a difficult call for sure. Um, we talked a lot already about examples of immortalities in games and media. Was there any other specific ones that that you guys wanted to bring up? Yeah, I mean, there's one that I and I, I'm the one that put that bullet in there because there's a game that like and I don't know like there, honestly, I think my view on on immortality changed when I played a specific game actually, and it was uh, oddly enough, it was an RPG on Xbox 360, which sounds kind of like an oxymoron, but it was um, it was rare, one of the first sure. big ones. It was one called Lost Odyssey. It was a uh, one of the original Final Fantasy guys had like made his own studio yeah. and brought this game, and it was a really good game. It was for being one of the first big RPGs on the console, it was really good. But the whole point of the game was the main character was an immortal warrior. He he was he was immortal, and like. I think up until that point, like I'd, I'd had that view of like, you know, immortality be awesome. That's, you know, that's badass, whatever. And like the whole, the point of the game deals with like just his deep pain. Like it's a, it's an action cop. It's a game. It's, it's, it's enjoyable to play or whatever, but like the story is very, it was very mature and very just, um, I don't, I'm trying to think of the best. It was very, um, thought provoking. Thought provoking is a good term. I'm trying to think more like not dismal. I'm just trying to think of like sobering, maybe maybe melancholy. Melancholy, yeah. Because like like one part of the game, he runs into like the he 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 meets this these people. He's like helping them, whatever. And it turns out that it's his granddaughter, and she's on her deathbed from old age, and her her children, his great grandchildren, he like takes in 
and they kind of like join your party as you go on but like you know like and you can just see like there's a scene he's like at her deathbed as she's dying and like you know this you know having to like watch your great granddaughter die like and i like because and you can't die and i think like I, it just it really opened made me think a lot about just that idea that like how much pain could you take on over the years before honestly before like and we didn't even get into this but like before maybe you'd even go insane like is that even a danger that you'd consider like at the beginning right like how long could you keep your sanity you know from uh you know yeah, spending uh, hundreds again, or thousands of years dealing with i, I feel like partially and that's, that's a totally fair mm-hmm. point i always kind of assume that it, just like your physical health is maintained regardless just like your your body doesn't break down so too is your mind able to handle the rigors mm-hmm. um not that it'd be easier but that you would like at least be able to keep your cognitive cognitive abilities um like your but chemical like, uh, balance would be fine yeah and be able to like like, yeah mm-hmm. like now whether like to your point like the suffering that you endure and like the the isolation i feel like the the, the loneliness of being a unique entity like that i think yeah, i think that would certainly be uh something that would be difficult to grapple with you'd really have to come to terms with it like narcissism how likely would it be to fall into like a narcissistic mind sense since you are yeah. forever you know like other things right. are temporary but you are i mean you know like mm. i just there's it's just fraught with peril but yeah that's the game that i always think of and i just like well, the, the other side of it too is like how what what are the chances that it kind of makes you incredibly jaded and cynical about the yeah. nature of the world and the, and the nature of people and perhaps seeing that you know maybe an inability to perhaps change things for better or seeing like evil cycles repeat and repeat maybe do you turn yourself into a more of a dark god or a, you know a, a super villain in a way and if you can't be killed like what if you what if you destroyed the world like because yeah, what if you, you decide be, yeah yeah humanity is a cancer that needs to be expunged yeah that's uh another danger of <laughs> such things <clears throat> i think i'm a little more uh narrow focused and less mm-hmm. cynical than you all. I think I would um, learn to code, join Valve, and then <laughs> develop Half-Life 3 myself. Oh, man. <laughs> and like... So, I mean, that would take you, you know, a couple hundred years probably, but, like, what that? You know, what What do you do once that magnum opus is complete? Half-Life God, 4. Can you imagine? <laughs> if you were immortal, you'd actually be able to play Star Citizen. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, the jury's still <laughs> out. Might still be pushing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right, well, that's that's a great. I mean, maybe that is your answer, but you know, one. I I kind of talked a little bit about like kind of some of the things I feel like I would do if I was immortal. Um. Shy D and Van, you can expand on yours if that was more of a joke answer. But like, what are some things that you guys? You know, let's say you you take the immortality option you, you know you're like all right i'm gonna do it whatever the stipulations are whatever you decide to do it like what what do you do now what 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 are your priorities as an immortal like what do you want to do with your infinite life um you know like for me like i said i would definitely want to take care of my family and you know it'd be pretty easy i think over time to amass you know amass well then you know being in a unique position where you can't be killed there's a lot of probably um you know, high risk, high reward things that you could take on a little more safely than others to set yourself up. So, you know, you kind of could do stuff like that, but like, what what are you guys, what are you guys taking on as an immortal? What are you doing to keep yourself sane or keep yourself occupied? Um, it sounds like I, what I heard from you already a little bit was van. What wants to like learn everything there is to know and shy wants to see everything there is to see um, potentially what you know but what else what's that that only takes a couple couple hundred years probably so you got a lot of time to fill shy i'll start with you yeah i think i would definitely stick around until like my you know whether or not i ever i mean if this was like tomorrow and let's assume that like let's assume that some of the stipulations you have kind of talked about traditionally like let's say that because i became immortal i can't have kids all of a sudden and i don't have kids like i don't have kids you know ever like that's now now it's no longer an option um I would probably stick around Earth probably as long as like my parents were around and like my my nephews and just like my immediate family and and maybe if I met someone and got married like stick around while she was alive but I think I think one of the coolest things and just talking about I mean just thinking about the possibilities of immortality I think one of the coolest possibilities is space travel 
Yeah. Like that is one of the things that the average human yep. can't do because of just the, um, the, the vastness of space. And you could, I mean, if you're not going to die, you could travel thousands of light years and just see the galaxy and maybe even see the universe. And like, I talk about insanity. Like you'd have to be really comfortable with yourself and like quiet and being alone. I don't know. Maybe or, that'd be hard, but or, like, um, you know, I think, you have to really have a good imagination and a good ability to occupy yourself. Mm, yeah. I think I would be very well suited to, I, I, I'm very good at occupying myself for long periods of time. Always have been. Um, what about you, Van space travel? See the yeah, I think similar. I think I'd like to see where I like, I think I'd like to see where humanity goes. Do we save ourselves or do we just completely implode? Like, do we completely ruin the earth? Like, can I try to fix it, it whatever it be, is, you know, do we blow each other up through nuclear winter? Um, if that's the case, how, like, is there a way for me to rebuild humanity afterwards? I don't, I don't know, just anything. I also think, um, so not only like nuclear fallout, but also where does AI go in the future? And then, you know, do, do we eventually, I, I genuinely believe that at some point in the future, and I know this is cliche all the way back from the 50s and 60s. I, I genuinely think that sometime in the future, like AI is going to overrule humanity and humans. Like we will not be able to keep it in check once it starts to learn on itself. You know, they had like. Did, did, sorry to take this on a tangent, but did you see that story that's been circulating the last couple of yeah, days? Like someone got fired from Google. Was Google, it Google for thinking that. Yeah. For, for thinking one of the programs he wrote became sentient. Yeah. yeah. So we, and, and, we and maybe told, closer than you think, my friend. Dude, I can't remember who I told this, but they like they played him off and they were like, oh, this guy's crazy. You know, we don't agree with him. We're, and I'm like, you need to have the opposite approach with this. Like if somebody says my my shit's sentient, like you yeah, need to say, out. OK, why? Let's look at this together. Yeah. Let's work together. Let's study this a long time and figure it out. But they like dismissed them right away. And I'm like, that's so dangerous, especially because like. What if it were sentient, right? Now, he's, he's a coder. He developed it. He can just go and code and develop it somewhere else. So that's like, that's a whole other crazy thing. But I, 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 I sincerely think that, that AI will, it's, it's just going to be smarter and better and more intuitive and, and everything. Just think of like social media, right? The AI and social media and of addictive um, programming that it has with your, with your brain and, and how some people are literally addicted to their phone. Like, between the dopamine hits and the chemical imbalances in their brains and, and all that stuff, like it's showing them exactly what they want to see in order to keep them staring at their screens. That's AI programmed. Now that's like at its most fundamental level. Once it starts to learn humans and human interactions and desires and what we want, and it's able to be more than just pictures on a screen. I don't know, man, we have, we stand no chance against AI as humans. I've said been it's been my position. I think on this, I hope on this podcast, I hope it's documented somewhere in the annals. But I've always been of the opinion that you know people always like to talk about the zombie apocalypse, but like the robot apocalypse is real and it's going to happen. Maybe you know yeah. if we last long enough, I, I'm 100 percent with you on that. Like yeah. it's only a so matter I'd like of time. To see, I'd like to see how we handle that, you know, and then if we're more. able to to break that cycle and get out of that and continue with humanity, because that is that's coming. I think that's an, an, a really perfect point. I, I completely agree. And I think to go back to one of our earlier questions about media or games or things that weren't, this wasn't necessarily, immortality was a little bit at play, but one of the games that really um, influenced me about this in that same vein was actually Chrono Trigger. And one of the mm -hmm. coolest things I thought about Chrono Trigger, which is more about time travel and going back and forth in time, was like how very... Um, deliberately they showed like just the changing of the society, the changing of the, the landscape over from all the way back in the prehistoric area, all the way up through the post-apocalyptic future. And I, I always thought that was such a cool idea to like, be able to watch like the development, like the history and the future and see the kind of how, how things worked out. And I, I definitely agree with that. I think it'd be super fascinating to just be able to, find out like is humanity truly on a the what it feels like right now to me is like a certain road to ruin from one of uh many many different things it feels like there's like a thousand different things racing to see which is going to wipe out humans first yeah. um 
versus like you know like my my wife sarah uh who i I like to name drop on the podcast from time to time she's always been of the belief that you know humans have faced challenges in the past things have looked dark in the past but there's a lot of smart people there's a lot of creativity and like when things get really bad people will find a way to to you know they'll they'll turn their attention from the stupid stuff and put it towards like how do we solve this problem that's about to kill us and that will kind of overcome and like it'd be i'd be super curious to know like you said which way do we go with that how does it really end and like uh, to be able to have knowledge beyond your own lifetime would be a a real treat um for sure who who was the uh, doctor from Jurassic Park that said life uh, finds uh, a way? That would be uh, Jeff Dr. Goldblum. Doctor Goldblum. Yeah, but what was his character? Oh, name? Right. oh, I guess he wasn't it. Was he a doctor? Yeah, he was. He was a doctor yeah. on chaotic. Yeah, chaos theory, on chaos theory and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, now I I I don't know. I I think I would agree with her that once the writing was on the wall and we saw the red flags and all that stuff. Like humans are smart enough to stop it. Once we got past a point of no return, I know it sounds redundant. We would, there's nothing we'd be able to do at that point. Like the proliferation yeah. of, of, of intelligence amongst machines would just. Oh yeah. Just I mean, if you're talking about the robot, the, ro- like, the robot. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Avengers too, but I know Shy has. No. And like, how long did it take Ultron? He, he spends five seconds on the internet and he's like, oh, humanity's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and like, gonna... that's super relatable, I think, right? Like, you'd feel like that's how, if you just think about it logically, like, why would a machine not come to that conclusion? It's completely believable. Yeah, I'm going to completely butcher this story, but wasn't there, there was like that, that, what was it? The first chess um programmed game to ever beat the grandmaster like up until a certain point when like the people at mit developed like the software to finally beat like the grandmasters of chess and and they could they they just could not beat the program in in um in chess and then more recently there was a another mit or may have been even at one of the companies google or something like that they developed an AI to learn chess and they played it against that software. And within four hours, it had played like thousands and thousands and thousands of games. And it just whipped it every single time after that. It learned how to, it, first of all, it learned the game. And then on top of it, it learned how to beat this thing that was like the reigningest champ for many, many years, even beyond grandmasters. But then once you tailored AI, AI to it, self-learning, it just whooped it out of the water within hours. And it's like, it's crazy. And then wasn't there, wasn't there a, didn't they have like a computer on Jeopardy at one point too? That like, that like beat everybody in Jeopardy? Like, I, I don't remember. I feel like it was yeah. a while ago, but it was like. All right, guys, this yeah. is an AI podcast. Because final thought, final thought about AI. Because like, I think, I don't know that I fall on, on the side of Sarah here, but like, I do think like, what is like. You know, there's a this is like a theme of a number of movies out there. You think of the Terminator series or whatever, like you know, humans against robots, human against AI. Like, how how can humans beat that? And and I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's human wishful thinking because you know when humans make the films, they always do. But like something that humanity has that that an AI probably will never have is like the idea of like almost like intuition or spontaneity or even like risk taking stuff like that, right? Like that's something like a machine doesn't necessarily. I don't know, compute, right? Like, I mean, they are going to always do the most logical thing. I don't know. I mean, so. You know, that's that's a whole other podcast, I think, is is the human mind discernible from a computer program at the, you know, at the most advanced levels. But that's a little bit different. But I want to take us in a somewhat similar direction. And this is one of the bullet points that has been added to our podcast. I think it's um, a little bit relevant here is um will we ever reach a point where immortality is possible and i think the most likely place to find that would be the idea of storing some aspect of your mind in a computer system we see that a lot in you know in in uh in fantasy and and sci-fi you know people you know whose mind gets transferred it downloaded into the computer banks and there's still you know a semblance of life there like what what do you guys think about that do you think and whether it's that sort of immortality or another i think different i would say for shy to one of your earlier points different from like a second coming 
type of immortality, but more of a, an immortality in this body, right? An immortality of you, who you are today. Yeah. Like, do you think through, whether it's through science or technology or something else, do you think it's possible that before we die, or maybe not even in our lifetime, but let's say in the lifetime of humanity, like before humanity runs its course, is there, is there a chance that we might find a way to conquer death as a, as a species? I guess also maybe possibly through like advanced medicine, like body rebuilding, like maybe you kind of have that. Was it like the ship of uh, somebody or other, that idea that like, if you replace every, every, every cell in your body, are you the same person? Like things like that. Um, What do you guys think? Is it possible? I'm going to start with uh, shy this time. Do you think we'll ever be immortal? I mean, and what was the stipulation that maybe by the end of our lives or just like, I say, Either one, maybe, you know, and you could answer for both, whether just, you think it happened just, in our lifetime or just I, before the end of time. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, it seems far fetched to me and you just don't you just don't know how far human ingenuity can go. Like, you know, it's hard the time we live in and seeing the time that our parents or our grandparents were growing up in and just how different things are. Like even I don't know if you guys ever just stop and like I just stopped the other day and I forget what I was doing. I was like doing something on my phone or something and i was like you know like 20 years ago like how different was my life just just from a technology technology standpoint mm-hmm. like yeah. like just in 20 years and i was thinking of like i think just like kid like you know the whole phrase you know kids these days or whatever but like just like how they've grown up and like at young ages with just stuff that i would have taken for granted like like as being possible as a kid and like, and that's just my, you know, and things seem like they're accelerating. So it's just, I don't feel like we'll get to a place where like, I, like the whole, like storing yourself in a data bank in my mind. Like, I think, I don't know if I would even say religiously, but I just don't think that's how, I just don't think that's how our, our how we work. I don't know that, the, I don't know that I could be stored in a data bank. I think there is something deeper, whether it's my soul and my mind combined or like there's more here then could go onto a server and and it still be me. I, in my opinion, um, as far as like, so I think the best bet would be like a physical immortality. And I mean, just it is hard to think with how just how our bodies decay and the idea of entropy and the second law of thermodynamics that like we would ever get to a point where like we could stop that completely in our physical selves. And like you said, let's say you didn't stop it, you just kept replacing it. Like at what point are you you right? Like I mean, I guess. If you were able well, to maintain mean, that soul, mind, you know, whatever, you know, your consciousness. Say, it it seems like, like what you just said is that, like, there's something more to you than just, you know, your body or your mind. So, like, it seems like one or the other would have to be possible. Like, yeah. I do agree with you. I think if you tried to, like, if, you, if someone tried to transfer my mind to a computer, I think maybe my mind would, like, maybe to a third party, it might be indistinguishable. But I don't think it would have my consciousness. I think that's... Uh, I don't know. How do you transfer your consciousness? Like you can transfer my memories. You can transfer my mannerisms. But how, how do you transfer? Like, how do I? How do you know that it's the me that's me now, the same one in the computer, right? Like, and what happens to the me that's me now? Um, but like, if that can't be taken away, like, I mean, like, if you found, if you chopped off your hand and then found a way to regrow it, that doesn't change that you're you. And like, so why would that be different from like? your whole body i guess i guess i feel like the best bet for it is actually like medical advancement the idea of like could you regenerate your body like the reason we die is like you said our bodies just decay like if we could find a way to replenish whatever is breaking down and restore it i think maybe you would have a chance there i don't think that would happen in our lifetime but i feel like one day like i feel like theoretically that doesn't sound like an impossibility to me um, the way maybe like transferring your soul into a computer. I don't know how you would ever get like, that seems like a lot more of, uh, something that we've having to think of something we've never thought of before. What about you, Van? What do you think about, uh, I think you're probably the one who put this on here. So what do you got? Yeah, I, I think, um, I, I think it would be absolutely ironic how, if we were all in a simulation, how our overlord would be just cracking up right now at the thought that you can't imagine a soul being in a computer. <laughs> because we would what all technically be in a computer, in computer already. Computer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was, yeah. I was cracking up at that That's a little funny. bit. But no, I think you're spot on. And um, just to, oh, because we haven't talked enough about, 
about about AI. Um, let's let's bring AI back. I think um, AI actually, ironically, um, will be the death of humanity, but will also be the gift of uh, immortality. I think through advancements in computer and computer processing and 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 self learning, um, like. You said, uh, Shai, that technology is just growing and advancing at an exponential rate. And we all see that from what a TV was now to what a TV is or was back then 20 years ago to what a TV is now from the computing power in your phone versus what the computing power was in a TI-86 calculator the same size, you know, 30 years ago or 20 years ago. It's just it's insane. And I think it's only going to continue to accelerate exponentially to the point where with the advent of AI and self-learning and all that stuff, that's going to come up with a quick answer on, hey, by the way, this has been under your nose this entire time and you guys didn't even know about it. This is how you do it. I think there's an answer out there for via medicine for for that immortality, whether it's replacing proteins or whatever, microscopic um, robots at an atom level or something like that. Like there's 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 a way there. And I I, I okay. think it would come if I have to guess, I think it would happen either at the very late stages of our lifetime. If not, I would, I would theorize in my child's life that will happen. I mean, what if, what if it's CRISPR? What if CRISPR is the answer? What if it is just, and and Mm. so maybe it's not an idea of that any living human could just become immortal. What if it's that future? Eventually we have generate a generate the first generation is born. That will be immortal because we edited out any, any gene of, you know, of, of, you know, entropy or whatever, you know, like disease, like you make a perfect human being, like, Right. Uh, yeah. I, I think we could get there medically. Um, and I don't think we're that far away from it either. We need back to tanks. Yeah, just think back to tanks. I mean, I think that type of immortality, a, a like race level immortality, really then that's kind of where you move into like intergalactic civilization right because mm-hmm. then if nobody's right. dying now you you don't have a choice you're not able to the one planet can't sustain an immortal sure. population so you have to constantly expand along with the universe so a lot of interesting other challenges that that would would bring up but um i mean you're assuming that these people would 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 give birth to children right i mean if i mean i don't know like it's true yeah. birth, birth but, rate is declining in like western civilization and if that continued yeah. along with scientific progress like what if you had a generation come into effect that was immortal and they just and they didn't have children like i mean you know like i don't know like the last, even if only the half first of them had children, the last like that would be no yeah exactly that'd be crazy interesting yeah see i feel like there's a lot a lot of rabbit holes we could go down here if we wanted to. Um, but, you know, we do have a couple minutes left. Do you guys have any other thoughts? Anything, anything else you wanted to get into? Any other topics you want to discuss regarding immortality or AI or I'm curious. circling back to reincarnation? I'm, I mentioned a game that I it really struck me. Like, have you got you guys have never like? There's been no like movies or books or video games that have like uh, yeah the first mortality that you guys like really struck you as like a poignant story or made you think about it in a different way. It's or, not I mean. super poignant, but it's relevant. Um, Death Note, right? It's an anime, uh, and 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 Ryuk is a god, and there's the Shinigami realm, which is the god realm, um, where they're all immortal. And they're they're freaking miserable, which is the whole point of the story. Why Ryuk dropped the Death Note to Earth was because he was just bored and wanted to see what a human did with all this power to kill at will. And but you, when you go to the Shinigami realm, the the world, they're just they're they're like, God, it's been so long. Like all we do is you know gamble every single day. This is so boring. We've been alive for eternity and all that stuff. So even even in their world, it's not unlike what we possibly described what it could be in the future to live forever what it feels like i'm trying to think other i mean i already mentioned chrono trigger i'm trying to think like i'm sure that i have you know read something or or watched something that made me consider it but like i guess maybe the closest thing i can think of is a movie that we reference on this podcast fairly frequently which is um office space uh, no, that one doesn't really deal that much with immortality. Um, you know, I but, you know, if if you were in, if you were uh, the interview, know, go that direction. Um, no, stop, stop saying thing. Um, <laughs> um, Inception. Uh, you know, like the idea in Inception that like 
because of the way time slowed down multiplicatively, like if you went deep enough into a dream and a dream and a dream and a dream and a dream, you're essentially living forever. You can live a lifetime mm. in this dream mm-hmm. and wake up and you're really just not, not even back to your original self. You're still just in a different dream to live another lifetime. And like mm. um, time is passing so slow in the real world that you're, you're essentially immortal in, in a way. Uh, and right. in kind of a cool way, in a way that maybe that you have some control over. And again, very similar themes like godhood like creating the worlds around you doing having basically the power to live whatever life you want live in whatever environment you want without consequences without fear of death um so i i guess that's probably uh, a movie that would come to mind and one of the that interesting things about that movie is right leonardo DiCaprio's character leaves right i mean spoiler alert i guess he's been out forever right but like it was what yeah, right? Well, wasn't him? Wasn't him and his wife like were the ones who yes gone down? And we were like, like hey, he, hey, like we need. To he's wake like, up. this is a fantasy. Like this is not life. And he left, and then yeah, and and so like you know he rejected that idea of immortality or like a fake you know a yeah. fake you know I don't know which which doesn't maybe tie into like immortality in a real world, which wouldn't be this kind of fake fantasy maybe, but like I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean I think it's still relevant. It's a good pull. That's a good pull. Did love that movie. That was a good one. What if you could become the best hockey player of all time? Because you could. Well, you could. Well, you could. You could right? to get, yeah. See, so you practice you, every day without aging or getting sore for twenty years. Like no one, no one would be able to touch you. So again, you you guys think you guys you immortals, you, you new immortals. You think so so small, <laughs> such small scale. You know what I thought about was so keeping yourself occupied, right? One of the things I do, uh, I'm gonna tell myself a little bit here, is I have these these you maybe you guys have seen them maybe you haven't i have these like card football games that i've and that i've played since i was a kid like they're like i have leagues that i play of with they're like um index cards where like um there's like they're all the players and positions and like there's like there's, there's a whole game right like i have years of statistical history from these in, in imaginary football leagues that i've been playing since i was a kid right so like if i was immortal like probably like why I could have a, a league forever, but why would I even need a paper league? Like what if I helped create life on a planet and help guide them to love sports and like the NFL could be my league, right? Like maybe God made humanity so that he could watch hockey because he wanted to see the NHL over the course of a thousand years or, you know, yeah, yeah. like what's to stop you from that? Right. Like, that that's that's where I go with it. Whereas like, like you would have the power to, like in time, like anything is possible if you have an infinite amount of time. Anything is possible. Yeah. Um. You just gotta dream very big. So yeah, sorry that probably got weird. That, that went down a strange rabbit <laughs> well. hole. But um, <laughs> talk about some weird stuff here. So all right, I think we're about to wrap it up here. I think we're we're close to time here. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? I know I kind of already asked that, but. Will this right, podcast well, live in, in immortality? Will this podcast this live podcast forever? That's episode. a great question. Will millions of years from now people watch this podcast and be like, wow, those dudes were so right about so many things they had no idea. They had no <laughs> idea how close at all. <laughs> well, maybe the machines, maybe the machines oh, will okay. yeah, podcast. They're like, oh, those two guys, from. they knew. They knew we were gonna kill yeah. everybody. Or bears. <laughs> they tried to yeah. warn everyone. <laughs> The prophets, the prophets, yeah. Van and Smiley, <laughs> who knew of their, their oh, impending great. doom. Here we go. Well, I mean, that, yeah. I, we didn't talk about that, but like, I, I meant to get to the, God dang, I was, when you were talking about before, like, aren't computers in a way immortal, right? Like, like is a, if, if you had an AI that became sentient, like, would it not be immortal? I mean, I guess maybe only by our standards, because things like metal and computer components yeah, decay so, so much yeah, slower yeah. than us. But another interesting question, I feel like maybe there's an AI podcast. Because that, that you could literally take the essence and just transfer it onto a fresher hard drive. Right. Whereas yeah. It, it, mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys, guys and gals being our listeners have any thoughts on immortality, whether you would take immortality, what stipulations you would put on it in order to, 
be seduced by the lo- the lure of it. Uh, or if you just want to tell us why we're right or wrong about the impending robot apocalypse, the best way to reach the Focus Target Podcast is via email, focustargetpodcast at gmail.com. We can be found all over the internet in other places, but uh, if you want to reach us, shoot us an email. Um, and also try to catch our live stream that we do usually every other week, usually on Tuesdays. Uh, this week we did it on Wednesday, so sorry for throwing you for a loop. Anyway, uh, this has been episode 116 of the Focus Target Podcast. Thanks for being with us. I am your host, Captain Smiley. This is Shy. And I'm Ben. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out. Go abs. Game four. <laughs> <laughs>